150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Welcome back to the Fifth Seal, episode 13. I'm your host, the Evangelical Norm. It is Monday, November 18th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. Retired pioneer pastor and others killed in latest Boko Haram attacks. On November 6th, David McConey, a retired pioneer pastor, and a hearing-impaired Christian boy were brutally killed by Boko Haram during an assault on a church in the late evening. The attack took place in the township of Muscada on the far north of Cameroon. Two pastors and a few others escaped the scene, some of whom were presently receiving hospital care. The church in question was destroyed, but only after all valuables and supplies had been taken. Not only was the church destroyed, but much of the village was lost to flames and destruction as well. All food and useful, useful supplies were taken, leaving the village with next to nothing for the survivors. This was only the second attack of the week, the latest in a string of similar incidents since October 30th. These attacks have left eight civilians dead and thousands of others displaced and without hope. Boko Haram has begun selectively targeting Christian-majority settlements where possible, where possible across the extreme north of Cameroon and Nigeria. In eliminating Christian population, populations, the region grows ever closer to the reestablishment of a West African caliphate, a type of government which the region has not formally known since the fall of the Sokoto Caliphate to the British Empire almost two centuries ago. The United Nation estimates that over 170,000 citizens of Cameroon have been forced from their home and village, homes and villages by hostile insurgencies. So again, we, we hear a lot about Boko Haram. This is a group that is constantly out there attacking Christians, kidnapping Christians, which we'll talk about again here in a minute, um, murdering Christians. They are, they are an extreme, extreme, extreme group. And again, I'm... I'm not one to call groups extreme. Terrorist-style uh, Muslim groups are really just fundamentalists. They're following the, um, the tenets and the fundamentals of Islam, which is convert by the sword, to kill the unbeliever, to, um, you know, to destroy the infidel, the people of the book and the Jews. This is their, their focus, many of these groups. They're, they're fundamentalists, but Boko Haram is uh, to the extreme you know i mean they're just constantly they they look to um which some of the other ones do as well um al-shabaab uh al-qaeda isis of course i mean their entire goal is to murder pillage um and drive people from their homes in their attempt to restore a caliphate and so uh, let's continue to pray for the survivors in this, this city that have next to nothing. Uh, pray for the families of this pastor and this boy who were murdered. Um, and continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the region. Um, that God will continue to strengthen their faith and hold them up in the midst of these attacks. 
brings us to Leah. Uh, again, we don't have any news. She's being held by an offshoot of Boko Haram. It seems to be like a, a combination group of Boko Haram and ISIS that are coming together and have formed this group. And she is being held captive simply because she will not renounce her faith in Christ. She was among almost a hundred other girls. I think it was over a hundred other girls that were kidnapped a couple years back. You remember the, the meme of Michelle Obama with the sign hashtag bring back our girls. They brought back all those girls except for the few who passed away and one who is still being held captive. And, and it has been confirmed by those who were released that knew her uh, by her family that she is still in captivity because she refuses to renounce her faith in Christ. So let's look at our sister as, as an amazing example of, of what it looks like to be a Christian in the face of persecution, but continue to pray for her that God will, will strengthen her faith and that she will continue uh, to be able to continue to stand firm on her faith in Christ and not be, uh, be moved by violence and whatever horrible atrocities she's enduring right now. Um, I can't imagine the horrible things that, that her captives are doing to her. Um, but just pray that, that God will continue to strengthen her, that she will remain um, firm in her faith and, and not recant or renounce her faith in Christ. And that brings us to our Open Doors list for this week number 13 iraq uh some facts about iraq it is the region is the middle east persecution type is islamic oppression the persecution level is very high population of iraq is 39 million 340,000 of that about 225,000 are christians and that number is far smaller now in iraq than it used to be um i mean they used in at one point they were there was over a million Christians in Iraq, and that has been uh, decimated in the last few years. So the main religion is Islam. The government is a federal parliamentary republic, and the leader is Prime Minister Adil Abu, Abdul Mahdi. So uh, in Iraq, the territorial defeat of ISIS reduced the level of persecution across the country. However, threats from extremist groups make it difficult for returning Christians to feel safe and secure from acts of Christian persecution. In fact, the number of Christians killed during the reporting period slightly increased. The Christians and Christians continue to be physically or mentally harmed, threatened, and harassed. This is especially true for Christians from Muslim backgrounds. The Assyrian Church of the East, the Syrian Orthodox Church, and the Syrian Catholic Church the Chaldean Catholic Church and the Armenian Orthodox Church are all seriously affected by persecution in Iraq, especially from Islamic, Islamic extremist movements and non-Christian leaders. They also face discrimination from government authorities in central and southern Iraq. Christians often do not publicly display Christian symbols such as a cross, as this can lead to harassment and, or discrimination at checkpoints, universities, government buildings, and in workplaces. Even Christians in the Iraqi Kurdish region have reportedly removed the cross from their cars to avoid unwanted attention. Christians with a Muslim background experience most pressure from extended family and often keep their faith a secret to avoid threats from family members, clan leaders, and the society around them. 
converts to Christianity from Islam risk losing their inheritance rights and the right or means to marry. Openly leaving Islam leads to difficult situations throughout the country. A couple examples. A family of three Christians, a doctor, his wife, and mother, were stabbed to death in a robbery attack in their home in Baghdad on March 8, 2018. In the same month, another Christian was shot dead in front of his house. The local Christian community and national political leaders called the murder anti-Christian targeting. A convert to Christianity was killed by his father-in-law after he became aware of his conversion in September of 2018. Over a dozen Christians were arrested and detained while evangelizing for security reasons. No further details can be given. Approximately 48 Christians, many of them women from Karakosh, are still missing, kidnapped by Islamic State militants. Only 12 returned. Christian women in Karakosh were sexually harassed and assaulted by Shia militias based in the area after the town was liberated. So some prayer points for Iraq. Pray for the next generation of Christians in Iraq to find hope and security to remain in their country as salt and light. Pray that the international community, along with the Iraqi governments, would identify and equip religious leaders and faith-based organizations to play a constructive and central role in reconciling and rebuilding Iraqi society. Thank God for the many internally displaced persons who have been able to return to their villages and rebuild their homes on the Nineveh Plain. Pray for priests and pastors ministering in Iraq, that they might be living examples of Christ's presence. Pray that the EU and Iraqi governments would ensure that the, the humanitarian law and refugee law instruments mainstreamed in the EU-Iraq partnership cooperation agreement are fully implemented in refugee and IDP policies. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much again that we have this medium right here on the internet where we can come across, come together from across continents, from across oceans, and across time frames, Lord, to worship you together, to lift up our brothers and sisters together, to pray and to intercede on their behalf. Um, Father, we praise you that, that you've created uh, such an amazing thing that, that we can um, use this to come together in support of our brothers and sisters around the world. Lord, we lift up uh, this pastor um, and or this pastor and this young boy's families in uh, Nigeria, Lord. We pray that you would bring peace to those families, that this would not be a source of fear, um, but this would be a source of strengthening of their faith and their resolve to follow after you seeing their loved ones uh, martyred for their faith. Uh, Lord, so I just pray for encouragement, uh, hope, peace, comfort for those families. Lord, for those people in the village and the church members, I pray that you provide where everything has been stolen and so many things have been taken from them, Lord. I pray that you would, through humanitarian means, through other villages, somehow that you would provide the needs that these people have in this city um, while they rebuild and uh, recover from this uh, latest Boko Haram attack. Uh, Father, we lift up uh, Leah uh, Cherubu to you, Lord. Again, pray for the strengthening of her faith in the midst of, of captivity and horrible things that are, are likely happening to her, Lord, in this situation. We pray that you would bring healing to her body, bring, bring peace to her mind, Lord, and a strengthening to her faith that even in this, that you would use that refusal to recant her faith in you, Lord, 
as something that you will use to draw her captors to you that that those who hold her captive that god we pray that they would be saved whether it's through your means uh, miraculously or through the preaching of the gospel or whatever it is lord that that you have deemed we pray for the salvation of the souls of those men holding leah uh, captive and pray again for peace and comfort for her family um strength to to persevere um, to not lose hope and to ho continue to pray and hope that Leah will come home. We do pray that you move on the heart of the president, that you turn the heart of the king, Lord, um, that he will intercede uh, there in Nigeria on, um, on Leah's behalf, Lord, to see her set free from her captives. And Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Iraq. We pray that you would raise up a, a new generation of Christians uh, in this area that you would continue to grow the numbers of Christians there, um, that they would find hope uh, in a situation where persecution is existing, that they would feel um, safe enough to continue to build the church there, to preach the gospel, to, to share the, the good news with those people around them that need to hear it, Lord. We pray with, uh, along with international communities that the Iraqi government would identify um, and equip religious leaders and faith-based organizations to play a construction and central role in reconciling and rebuilding Iraqi society. Lord, I pray that you would draw Christians to that area, Lord, to help to rebuild this country and that that influence, Lord, would uh, continue to raise the number of Christians in the area and that you would use that to draw Muslims to yourself, that they would be saved. Lord, we pray for those people who have been uh, displaced out of their homes that are now being able to move back into their homes. We pray that you provide what they need to rebuild, uh, provide uh, just a, a, a strong feeling of safety and security there, Lord, that, that, that this would not, again, would not be a source of fear to come back into these cities that they've been driven out of, um, to see their homes destroyed and and so on lord i pray that you would provide for them to help rebuild their homes those who are coming home uh, that they would be strong in their faith that they would not fear but that you would provide for them in those situations god and i pray for those that refuse to come back into their cities lord i know there there are thousands of those that are so fearful because of what have ha what's happened and being driven out of their homes that they refuse to come back and so I pray that you provide places for them um, outside of these cities where they can live and uh, provide for their families and, and provide their needs, Lord, um, that they can still worship you, whether it's back in their homes or outside of these cities. Um, and we pray for all those that leaders in the churches there that are, are pastors and, and so on, that again, that they would be wise in the way that they share the gospel, but they would be bold in sharing the gospel with those who need to hear it and in that lord that you would draw uh hundreds of, of, of thousands of muslims to salvation and that we would see a, a new increase in the number of believers in in iraq lord and again as we we pray these things we ultimately lord we pray that all these are happening for your glory that you will receive all the glory from this lord and it's in your name that we pray jesus Amen. Again, thank you guys for, for coming, for watching, for being part of this. Um, 
I can't express my appreciation enough that you would come uh, spend 15, 20 minutes of your day to hear about our brothers and sisters in Christ who are being persecuted, to pray for them, to listen to my horrible voice, and to pray for my rambling prayers. Um, I know sometimes I do these things where, where sometimes I, I honestly I get drowsy as I'm praying, and I, I sometimes I say weird things. Um, I have had to start over videos uh, because of uh, weird prayers. So um, I appreciate you guys uh, continuing to be part of this. And uh, again, I encourage you to invite your friends, anybody who will join us as uh, those who want to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. Invite them to the Fifth Seal Facebook page. Invite them to the Evangelical Norm uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and be part of what we're doing here um, to pray for our brothers and sisters and ultimately glorify God. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.